0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
1: Can we kick things off this week with a quick life update?
0: Do
2: people care about our lives?
1: I'd like to think someone cares about our life. Uh,
2: Okay, go on, go on.
1: We're getting an apartment together.
2: Yay! Yeah, we're going to
1: live together.
2: I'm so excited.
1: It's not like we've been living together for the last two years.
2: Yes, more so. Callum has been pushing this agenda. I haven't
1: been pushing the agenda.
2: (laughs) You have. You've been like, I really want to move out. Let's look at places. And meanwhile, in my head, I'm going, that's a really big step that I'm taking with someone who isn't Roman Kemp. Like, in my head, I just, I have this dream. It's gone from the Jonas Brothers now because they're all married. Now I'm like, what if Roman Kemp comes up to me and he says that he wants to go out with me? I'm like, sorry, I have an apartment with someone.
1: A few weeks ago, we did What Would You Do If You Caught Your Partner Cheating? And I said that I wouldn't mind if you ran off with Niall Horan. And my friend Laura was like, fair enough, Callum. It's Niall Horan. I think anyone would do that. I think... I wouldn't allow it with Roman camp.
2: <laughs> Why wouldn't it allow it? Just
1: because he worked for the same company that I used to work for. I, where a few... Like, I don't know Roman personally, but I know people who work with Roman... I don't know anyone with Niall Horan, so that wouldn't make it awkward. I think this would be awkward.
2: See, it's just he's on the TV all the time yeah. now. Like, every couple of days, he seems to be on some sort of TV show. He had this documentary. He has a TV show with his father. There was some other TV show where they, like, did DNA testing. It seems like he's on the TV constantly. I can't get away from him. And he's blonde like Niall Horan. So it's just kind of like...
1: Last night, you nearly had a meltdown that he was on the jonathan ross show on itv it was on at five past ten and we don't get itv in ireland where well, you can on sky but we have virgin media so you can't get it and you basically just stormed off for the rest of the evening because you couldn't watch it i'll just watch it online later <laughs> that was you
0: i was really it's like tired was the end
1: of the world it's an interview that in this day and age there's catch-up services you'll be able to watch it
2: i was really tired Like really tired I had had a long day People were giving out to me at 8 o'clock in the morning What do you be doing at 8 o'clock in the morning? I was
1: asleep because it was a Saturday Exactly Anyway We're getting an apartment together Please be happy for us I am No I'm not saying you (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying the person listening to this Please be happy I'd expect (laughs) you to be happy We're committing ourselves to at least a year in our own apartment I'd hope that you'd be happy
2: (laughs) Well, you say committing, like, it happens sometimes where couples move in together and after a couple of months they just go. Actually, no.
1: Yeah, and you have to pay a big fee.
2: Well, we have savings.
1: That's not (laughs) happening. Oh my God, why are you thinking? We've not even moved in. (laughs) This isn't going to work out, is it? Anyway, we move in in three weeks. I'm sure we'll be able to document it here on the podcast. So if you want to see the rise and fall of our relationship, just keep listening to What Would You Do If? This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. So this week's What Would You Do If? question is what would you do if you were stuck in quicksand? Now, quicksand isn't a thing that I think is readily available in mainland Europe what do you mean like like, i always expect quicksand to be in one of those places where it's like a an amazon rainforest or a boggy marsh or something
2: is there a lot of sand in an amazon rainforest
1: well i don't even know if it's actually sand (laughs) you know you see quicksand and you see it on the tv and i always refer to these things because you see them on the tv it doesn't really look like sand it looks like muck Mm, i'm gonna throw back to the final of islands fitters family do you remember when they were going through the muddy bog yeah. to get to the, the the finishing line and it looks like the sinking i kind of think of quicksand like that like goopy muddy stuff so i can say without fail i've never been stuck in quicksand so i don't know what to do but i would assume that you shouldn't panic and i'm not sure that you'll get into that later but i think i would panic because that's kind of just the human natural instinct you're walking along then you're not walking and then you're sinking and sinking and sinking and you don't know where you're gonna end up and if the sand is gonna suffocate you say if you were walking along like this isn't a day-to-day situation we cover some things on this podcast sometimes that you could use in everyday life and sometimes you may never need it but if you are stuck in that situation it's handy to have but let's say you are walking along the street on the malahide road and you got trapped in quicksand. What would you do?
2: I think I have very quick reflexes. So I would put my toe down onto the path to try and like step on and then it would start sinking and then I'd just go, whoop. And I would just, like, jump over. I would do, like, a ballet leap. Like, I don't think that I would allow myself to get into a situation where even my foot gets submerged. Because I think I would just be quick enough to react and just be like, nope, not doing that.
1: And do you think you're light-footed enough to do that?
2: Yes, I do. Because growing up, quicksand was always something that I thought was going to be a part of adult life. Like, you saw all the time on the TV. Like, there was always an episode of every TV show in the 90s where someone had to deal with quicksand.
1: <laughs> you know? Was, was, was there any of those episodes ever based in Ireland?
2: No, but I didn't watch any TV shows that were based in Ireland, okay. except for, like, The Den. So, and you'd
1: worry if Zig and Zag were in quicksand.
2: Yeah. So it was always, like, the Rugrats. Like, the Rugrats had to face quicksand or whatever
1: that would be like where they're in the sandbox outside or something they start sinking
2: yeah yeah i think it might have been in the rugrats movie you know where tommy has the cowboy hat and then dill's born Ah. yeah so there was always like a tv show episode where someone got stuck in quicksand so obviously growing up i practiced the skill of what to do if you're in quicksand practicing like walking on quicksand so i think i'd be well trained enough now that if i encountered quicksand i wouldn't allow myself to get submerged i would just kind of jump over
1: so if again you're walking along the road and you you looked out and there was two puddles one normal sand puddle and one quicksand puddle would you be able to differentiate what the difference is
2: well no because quicksand doesn't look like quicksand it just looks like ground so I think that if I was walking along and I put my foot slightly down on the path and then it started sinking underneath me, yeah, I would just be like, oh, quicksand, and then just walk around it or jump over or whatever, you know.
1: I'd say probably the Wild Thornberry's covered it maybe every week.
2: Yeah, yeah. What do you think you'd do? <sighs>
1: I really don't know. I think I just accept my fate. As in, just deal with it and just go down and like, that's, that's the end of the line for me.
2: You wouldn't, like, think about me being all sad at home going, yeah, where'd
1: Callum go? but i but, feel like the more you struggle, the more it takes you.
2: But if you start going under, right? Like, once you're completely submerged, I'm not going to know where you are anymore. Your mother is not going to know what happened to her son. Everyone's going to be going out searching. Would you not at least try a bit?
1: You told me. I was off to Tesco about an hour and a half ago, and I said... I might not come back. And you'd be like, oh, you always come back. As in, like, <laughs> no, I want you gone for a bit more. You'd be happy for me to be gone for a while.
2: I just wanted to watch an episode of the TV without you disturbing me. And you
1: got that. No, Near I enough, didn't. I was back five minutes before the TV show finished. Okay, well, maybe I'd call for help.
2: What do you mean call for help? Would you just start shouting or would you use the phone?
1: It all depends on the environment that you're in. If it was on the Malahide Road, I'd start shouting because I'd say that there'd be someone around to help me. If it was the Amazon rainforest, then I think you'd be stuck.
2: But monkeys...
1: I don't think monkeys can understand me shouting help. I'd make a lot of phone calls as well, being like, Guys, maybe I'll do a group chat in this Mm. day and age. Start, like, a quick FaceTime meeting and get you, my mum, the guys that I work with, being like, Lads, I'm in quicksand. It's the end of the line for me. Just want to say this is goodbye.
2: So when you're making your final call, it's not just going to your mother and myself. You're also calling your work colleagues and you're like, you know what, I have to pay them the respect and be like, you know what, I'm not coming into work tomorrow. Well, they'd be worried. dying? (laughs) They'd
1: they'd be wondering where I am.
2: Yeah, and can myself and your mum not get in touch with them and be like, look, Callum's passed away. Instead, you want to waste time on them when we're there grieving you as you die yeah oh my god i think you place too much importance on your work colleagues <laughs> like there's not a They're chance my
1: friends
2: not a chance i'm going to be calling anyone outside of my family
1: i'd say that i probably speak to some of my friends in work more in a day than i would to you
2: and what about your at-home friends in the uk the people that you play fifa with oh
1: well, they can just wait
2: they can wait for the death notes <laughs> yeah. R.I.P.I.E. Oh, my
1: God. In just over a minute's time, we're going to tell you what you should do if you're stuck in quicksand, because you never know when it could happen. But first, we want to tell you about Headstuff Plus.
2: So the Headstuff Plus community is where you can get bonus content from all of the shows on the Headstuff podcast network. All you have to do is pay five euro a month, and then you can support up to three shows.
1: You can give money to us and that could help us with our new apartment. We're looking for some pots and pans at the moment, some new cutlery. It would really help us. But also you can donate your money to other podcasts as well and the money goes to them.
2: And that's not recommended. We just, we would love your money.
1: We would. We really would. There's loads of great bonus podcast episodes on headstuffpodcast.com plus like 30 other great podcasts as well just to listen to if you want
2: you always say 30 i think it's like 24
1: well let's not get into the fine details of the amount of numbers of podcasts that's on there there's it's around 30 okay and one of those podcasts is the happy broadcast
0: tired of tuning into negative news well get your week off to the right start with the happy broadcast let's help you focus on the positive things happening in our world Each episode will feature positive news, some mental health tips, and we'll hear from our Happy Broadcast community about what makes them happy. The podcast is hosted by me, Amy O'Dwyer, in collaboration with Mauro Gatti and his popular social channel, The Happy Broadcast. Episodes are out every Monday and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Let's help spread some positivity.
1: Right, we've mentioned quicksand a lot, but what actually is it?
2: So quicksand is sand that's been waterlogged. So it's saturated with water and basically it's like a gel, but it looks solid when you look at it from the outside.
1: So it's a load of water really mixed in with sand. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, it's like, um, you know, when you make a sandcastle? Yeah. Yeah that's technically like quicksand because it's water mixed with sand and that's how the sandcastle can keep its shape
1: oh
2: so at the same time quicksand will be like that same kind of sand where yeah. you can like put your hand through it you can move it around it's just watery sand
1: so we know that it's basically sand and water mushed together where can you find quicksand
2: so, quicksand can be anywhere because it can also be made of soil or it can be made of muck. So, it doesn't actually have to necessarily be sand.
1: So, like I said with the stuff on Islands for family, that could be classed as quicksand.
2: I don't know if you'd call a bog quicksand. That's like bog.
1: muddy water.
2: Yeah, but it's such a large amount, whereas quicksand is usually just like a small area.
1: Okay, like a patch.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, earthquakes can actually cause major quicksand to happen. And people, cars, whole buildings have been known to be engulfed in the quicksand.
1: It's like a black hole of sand, isn't it?
2: Yeah, pretty much. But mostly, they say that you won't die from quicksand unless it's something to do it like an earthquake or if it's called dry quicksand. Oh my God. So dry quicksand is where there's not really any water. So you just sink into the sand and it's really hard to get out because there's no water. So the sand won't really move around.
1: It's almost like being buried alive, isn't it?
2: It is and it isn't because the way that quicksand works is quicksand is denser than an average human. Yeah. So it's twice as dense. So really, if you go into quicksand, it'll only go up to about your waist.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah, but the only thing is you only have about 15 minutes to get out. So until? Until you start being threatened with your life.
1: As in, would, like, would it start choking you?
2: Well, there's a few different things that could happen. First of all, if you're in quicksand by the sea. Yeah. Then once you go down into the water, you have to try and get out before the tide comes in.
1: Oh yeah, cuz otherwise the tide just come and drowns you.
2: Exactly. Or else if you're in just regular quicksand like somewhere not beside sea, then you have about 15 minutes before your limbs get crushed. <sighs> So your nerves and your muscles in your legs will be really badly damaged. And once that damage starts happening, then it also affects your kidneys and your kidneys will get damaged.
1: I didn't even think of that because my mind was just thinking with quicksand, you just slowly sink deeper and deeper and deeper until like your head just disappears. I didn't think of it. You've I'd say that'd be scarier, knowing that you've stopped sinking, but then the the eternal countdown body clock is coming to kill you.
2: Yeah, on the TV, you always see people like being pulled out by their friends and stuff in films and TV shows. But really, you can't pull someone out because you would actually do more damage to them because of the weight of the sand on the body. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you just have to um, try and get out without pulling someone. Yeah. Um, And paramedics and rescuers.
1: I feel like I've never been scared of this before, but now I am.
2: Yeah, you see, it's not actually like something that's really threatening your life so you won't die from quicksand itself Yeah. Like, there's not really any cases of people who have died from quicksand it's all the other things to do with quicksand so like what I was talking about earlier the crush syndrome Yeah. where your legs get really badly damaged or you get dehydrated oh or there's hypothermia because you're stuck in wet sand so your body goes really cold and then you can't regulate your body temperature or you might suffer from suffocation, depending on what angle oh you fall goodness. in at. So, we're thinking, you know, you fall in leg first, but say if you fall in head first, or face first, <laughs> then you could suffocate.
1: <laughs> it's got, You've got to be very unfortunate to fall into quicksand <laughs> head first.
2: Well, I'm sure it does happen, or else there could be the threat of predators.
1: So, oh, no!
2: So, in some areas, like in the oh. desert in the desert if you are in quicksand when you're trying to get out because you're staying still vultures could come down oh. or depending on where you are there might be alligators oh, no. yeah so there's a lot of things that could go wrong in terms of the quicksand that could kill you without it being the quicksand itself it's oh, like okay. a knock-on effect of the quicksand. i kind of
1: wish we didn't get into quicksand at all now this podcast is going to bring like a new wave of quicksand fearers to the world we kickstarted the quicksand revolution again okay i'm in that awful situation of i've now been stuck in quicksand i've been walking on the beach and whoops i've fallen into a quicksand sinkhole what should i do
2: first of all you should stop moving okay so
1: so that's the thing what i was saying earlier with the panic situation the more you panic the more you move the more it takes you
2: see the thing is when you're in quicksand The more you move, the quicker you're going to go down.
1: Hence why it's called quicksand.
2: Yeah. So, if you're only a little bit in, then you can try and get out. Yeah. So, if you have a friend around, reach out to them and try and put your body weight on them because the lighter you are the easier it'll be for you to float out so you might actually be able to get out if you're not in in too deep
1: (laughs) float out I can just imagine like an angel (laughs) floating away
2: but if you're going down then you have to try and bend backwards a little bit almost like you're sitting in the quicksand to spread your body surface area out Ah, because that'll make it easier for you to float
1: that's interesting
2: you don't stop moving completely though because if you stop moving then the sand will solidify around you and make it harder for you to pull yourself out
1: It's a real lose-lose situation this isn't it? Don't move but also move but not move a lot
2: Yeah there was a lot of confusing information out there (laughs) even when I was trying to find out like can you die from quicksand a lot of articles just said no outright and then there were articles underneath like this person died from quicksand (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's one or the other (laughs) So you're in quicksand. You're trying not to move, but you're moving a little bit. So you're moving your legs in like circular motions, okay? This is so that the sand doesn't go completely solid. It's a bit like
1: paddling when you're in the water.
2: Exactly. So you want to keep the water moving and leave room for the water to go in so that the sand doesn't lose the water altogether. So you really have to try and make sure that the sand doesn't solidify because scientists have done a study on how much force you need to get out of quicksand. And they said that pulling one foot out at the speed of a centimetre a second would be like trying to lift a medium-sized car
1: oh my god that's heavy
2: yeah so if you're gone right down then that's going to be so much force and yeah you're just going to have to try and make sure that you're not in that situation in the first
1: place Gosh. yeah because a, a centimeter a second is obviously going to get you out pretty fast mm. but the further down you are the more centimeters you have so it's basically the more cars you're lifting
2: and remember that's just one foot
1: like yeah, it's yeah you're going to be a bit weird if you got one foot up, one like a contortionist or something. Like, I struggle to carry a shopping bag with maybe, like, three bottles of two-litre drink, let alone a car.
2: <laughs> so there's not much else that you can do anyway. If there's an incoming tide, just say you're beside the sea, Yeah. this is the only thing you can do. You try and get your hands to mix more water in with the sand.
1: To loosen it up a bit.
2: Yeah. But you have to cry and do that before the tide starts coming over your head. Yeah.
1: Because then you just got to hold your breath.
2: Yeah. So that's all you can do.
1: Seawater's not very nice as well. It's all salty.
2: I think that'd be the least of your worries now if you're talking
1: No, that's what I'd be worried about. It's like, ah, no, I'm not sinking. Oh, no, the salty water. Ugh. It's like, I hate going to the seaside when on holiday because you just come out, you have sand everywhere and you taste like salt.
2: We're meant to be going to the Maldives this year.
1: Yeah, but that's, like, nice sea.
2: Have you drank it?
1: No, but you you see, this is, again, completely off-topic of of, um, quicksand. But, you know, you see the sea in, like, Paradise and, like, Hawaii and things like that, where it's real crisp and real blue. I kind of always think that that would just taste like water that comes from the tap. And it wouldn't taste like seawater.
2: But there's still fish in it.
1: I know, but it just looks like you just dunk your head in and take a big gulp and it tastes lovely.
2: You see, Callum, there's still going to be turtle pee in there, <laughs> and people pee. Like, oh, no! And bits of salt and sand. All of the normal stuff that you find in the sea, that's going to be in Maldives Sea.
1: Yeah, but it's going to look nice
2: oh god right well that's something that we can hopefully test out in november if we get to go we can i'll bottle up some water from an irish sea and i'll (laughs) bottle up some water from the Maldives sea
1: we'll do a bonus podcast episode callan drinks seawater to see which one is the best there we go so it's safe to say that quicksand it's not a great thing
2: no it's not likely to kill you not many people die from it scientists say it's impossible for it to kill you but people have died from it so well
1: that shows the scientists
2: (laughs) (laughs) so there you go quicksand
1: don't get stuck in it that's it and if you are stuck in it just hope that someone's around to try and save you
2: no callum i want women to save themselves don't rely on men i didn't
1: say men i just said people
2: I know, and that's a horrible message to give people. You can save yourself, princess.
1: Okay, you do you. You're a strong, independent person who listens to this podcast, (laughs) stuck in quicksand. You can get out of it yourself. You do you. Is that better?
2: (laughs) You've never read poetry before, have you? No. There's literally a poetry book called The Princess Saves Herself in This One.
1: (laughs) There you go. You can read some of that for next week's podcast.
2: Yeah. There we go. Okay,
1: don't get stuck in quicksand. Stay safe. Support us on
2: headstuffpodcast.com.
1: Please help us pay our rent. We'll see you on another What Would You Do If? Bye.
2: Bye.
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.